Right wing three in the air. It's good. Throws it down with two hands. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I cannot stand one shot. Lucas hit it from the right side. This is so unlike you, Rich. You're so positive and sentimental and optimistic. Call me sappy. You can do it. My school losing by one wasn't a shining moment for me. The moment stunk. Earlier on the show, Baylor head coach Scott Drew. Coming up, WWE champion Bobby Lashley. NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace. Plus, 76ers president Daryl Morey. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Hour two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We are sitting here in Los Angeles, California. Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo in their possible in their spots, and their uh, and then uh, our social media grandmaster T.J. Jefferson um, is well, sitting in oh. his spot. He's got a little pep in his step today because. He is the Rich Eisen Show wrestling expert. WrestleMania is this weekend. It is exclusively being shown right here where the Rich Eisen Show can be seen every single day, which is on the stupendous app Peacock. Peacock is the home of uh, WrestleMania on uh, night one of WrestleMania coming up this Saturday um, on WrestleMania 37. The card, Bobby Lashley will defend the WWE Championship against... Former champ Drew McIntyre, he was on the show just a few mm-hmm. weeks ago to announce the deal that uh, Peacock had made to have the WWE join all of us here uh, on Peacock. And uh, so to be fair and balanced, Bobby Lashley will be on this program in about 18 minutes' time. Um, and you are wearing what What T-shirt are you wearing over there? Uh, I'm repping the Hurt Business right the now. Hurt That's Business. Bobby Ooh. Lashley's faction, you know, and uh, let's okay. just say there's an opportunity maybe for me to get in there. So I just want to pitch him. On this hurt. Business. Okay, get in this conversation. Okay. Not to go into the actual group. Oh, Rich. and you want to get into the hurt business? Well, there's a possibility. Yeah, okay. I, I have a pitch. And uh, well, well, I mean, why not, TJ? I mean, yeah. good if not thing, me. Then who? Good things all come in three. First one uh, is you get above the fold on your hometown newspaper above because you hang with the stars here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show. Oh, pardon me, below the fold. He needs he to was, get above the fold. Below. He, needs he was to below get the fold. Okay, hey, but, but it know, doesn't yeah. matter. You're you're, you're on the front page of the local Altoona newspaper. Altoona hanging with the stars here on the Rich Eisen Show. That's one. Number two is the catamaran that you won from, uh, we're all assuming you won on the Price is Right that you shot uh, late last month and is going to air. And he definitely hit a dollar and maybe like 5K extra. What if he does it all? I got it. What if he pulls up on May the 4th, the day that it actually new car. airs? Yeah, in a new, well, a new brand new car. New car. Towing a catamaran. Yeah. And then he actually names his boat and invites us to go on yes. it. Yeah. Imagine that. That'd be great. <laughs> So there's two. He, so number three bedroom is, set. why not try to become part of the Hurt business? Yeah. And he, all, he won it on hole-in-one, the golf game. Or two. Or, or two. Or two. So, I mean, uh, Bobby, Bobby's Bobby had a, a lot of run with the WWE, man. Yeah. And then, um, and then left for 10 years. Now he's back and he's a champ. So there's lots to talk about with him. You're, you, you got the history here. He was selected by Trump. <laughs> to represent him in the Battle of the Billionaires match against Vic, Vic, Vince McMahon. Do you know who Vince McMahon's representative in that battle was? <laughs> the Battle of the Billionaires. A wrestler named Umaga. Umaga? True story. Oh, my God. So it was yeah. future Umaga against Umaga. Umaga, 2007. <laughs> well done. Nice. Stone Cold was the guest ref. That was a shave your head match, right? Yeah, Battle yeah, of the, the Billionaires. Of course, shave your so head Trump match. wasn't going to win. It wasn't going to lose was that, that one, no. So. So there's lots to talk about Bobby Lashley <laughs> coming up in about 16 That's minutes' crazy. time here 
uh, on the show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Uh, we had Scott Drew of Baylor Basketball in hour number one. Bubba Wallace will join us in hour number three. Daryl Morey of the Philadelphia 76ers, the man who's shopping Morey. for the groceries for that Sixers team that is uh, trying to keep pace with the Nets that just keep winning with all of their all-stars minus Kevin Durant. Is he going to play again this year? What do you think? Kevin? Well, he, he is yeah. actually active for tonight. Yeah. Hey! He's tagging in, but... James Harden's out at least 10 days. <laughs> 10 days least. He just walked off the court yesterday. There you go. Sixers and Nets tied atop the uh, Eastern Conference. Celtics. Right now, the Knicks and the Bulls are playing in against each other. And the Cel- What's going on with your Celtics, Chris? Yeah. What's happening? What's, what's happening? Why are you not even responding? <laughs> we, st- we stink. All right. Well, I mean, Chris, in your defense, you just went up against a dominant force. You know, Let me tell you why. You, you want to talk about how big of a joke the NBA is when it comes to officiating. In three games oh my against the Sixers this year, okay, the Celtics versus Sixers, in three games, we've played three times, we've lost all three. Embiid shot 19,000 free throws? 50 free throws. You know how much the Celtics have shot together as a team? Yes. 50. One guy, 50. The whole team, 50. Maybe you should stop fouling Yeah, I mean, you're hacking them a lot, bro. Why are you beating them up like that? (laughs) Yeah, okay. And plus, he's a big dude, Rich. You know, he goes, the Celtics, they like to shoot jumpers. I didn't realize. And parked down low. He's going to get hacked. He's going to get fouled. I didn't realize Scott Foster and Dick Bavetta were doing those games. I'm telling you, man. (laughs) Wink, wink. I told you this. I'll tell you again, man. I know everyone loves the Bucs for good reason because of Giannis or whatever. He's great. But for all those out there who think that the Nets are just a bunch of ring chasers getting together, right? Where Durant's like, I want to play with Kyrie. And then Harden's like, I want to play with Durant and Kyrie. And then not one, but two guys get bought out and join the team. And it's just one big all-star team. It's just like one big, it's like, it's like Brooklyn Jam 3, right? And it's... And for everybody who just doesn't want to see a team like that win, for whatever reason, you, sir, your Philadelphia 76ers are our only hope. That's it. <laughs> We're like Obi-Wan to Leo. Obi-Wan, you yeah. You're our only hope. Help us, Joel Embiid. You're our so, only hope. Well, he's back and healthy, and we'll talk about it with Daryl Morey. Well, maybe on. not completely healthy, healthy, Rich. He's got a leg brace on that is, holy cow. Did you notice that, Brockman? The leg brace he has on is Massive. monstrous. Massive. Well, he's a large man, so he is a large the reason man. The, neck bra- the, the, the knee brace has to be you know proportional. Oh, it's sizable, though. He's got I mean, a sleeve covering it. But, dude, man. I would imagine Embiid's knee is the size of your hip. <laughs> I'm a big dude, so maybe not mine. No, I'm not just saying, well. <laughs> he's no. like a foot taller he's than you, foot, and you're a big dude. <laughs> do you have a poll? A poll question? Oh, I do. So I do have. I do have polls, yet? and I have, I have news. Okay, depending great. On what, so let's what do all that. Do let's here. do a poll question and the news, sir. Go for it. So I had two polls today. One uh, based on a topic we were all kind of passionately arguing this morning. Yes. Football related. What's the most interesting division in the NFL this year? We can always revisit this at any time. The NFC South, the NFC West, the NFC North. And the AFC East. Those are my options. Oh, gosh. You know how I... Most I, interesting division in the NFL. This all right, year. what else you got over there? And then it's also the... Let's see. Let's do some quick math. Is that 28 years ago today? Yes. No, 32 years ago today. Yes. Major League re- released. Okay. And then 28 years ago today, the Sandlot. 
two iconic baseball movies that? on the same day released. So this is kind of based off of Major League's release. Yes. If you could only have one movie pitcher take the mound for you in Game 7. Oh, yes, I like this. Who gets the ball? Okay. Here are my options. Wild Thing. Yes. I know he was a closer, but he started out as yeah, a but third. I mean, Game 7s need to be closed, too. Right. Yeah, sure. Wild Thing. Right. Billy Chappell from For the Love of the Game. We know he throws the perfect game in that movie. Spoiler alert. Thanks, Nuke, Nuke Lelouch. Okay. From and Henry Rowan Gardner. That's my guy. From Rookie of the Year. Hen, Henry, re, ro, ro, win, win, guard, gardner, gardner. He's very bad. <laughs> but still, Joe Boo's well. Now, I, I Just know. Just kind of having some fun off, okay, the, off I, the wall. Okay, I, I guess I could have. Off the wall, I, I, I could have thrown this one out pre show, but you know, you like it when I throw stuff out in show and you've already posted it. I haven't posted okay. anything yet, so. What about, uh, what about Tatum O'Neill from uh, Bad News Bears? There you go. I mean, Little League Diamond. Though. Only 45 feet for the pitcher's mound. Okay. I understand. You might so have game a, seven. All right. You know. All right. Just pop it up there. Just throw some stuff. I'm so glad you put Henry Rowan Gartner in there because that was going to be my response. <laughs> I was, I was trying to think of it before. Well, one of, the, one of the starting pitchers in Major League is the same actor who plays one of the dads in Hoosiers. Yes. Right? Yes. He's that guy. He's a, he's a he's that, a that guy. guy. He's also Dan Devine in Rudy. Right. And he's also... Uh, He's also Conrad Hilton in Mad Men. Mad Men. Yeah. Now we, we officially now need to know this man's name. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one who yeah. stole Joe, Joe Boo's rum. rum. Yeah. It's very bad. <laughs> yeah. He is, uh, what's the actor's name? Uh, Chelsea Ross. Ross. Chelsea yeah, Ross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in Billions too, isn't he? Chelsea Ross has been in he's so in a, he's many TV and great, movie shows. Great, great that guy. Dude, he's been in Rudy. Major League and and Hoosiers and Hoosiers. Yeah, Remember, he's the fill-in coach. Leave the ball, will Dan Devine. Yeah. Rudy. Honestly, how many is it? Does that lead the league in being in some of the greatest sports movies? Easily. Honestly, I mean, like who else has been like, out there? Like easily. Well, Kevin Costner. How about that one? Well, yeah. I mean, besides Costner. Okay. Besides Costner. And by the way, my favorite of his, which is still a sports movie, not baseball, though, is right. when he played um, Senator Baynard in The Last Boy Scout. Did you ever see that movie? <laughs> Dude, this guy's that, that wow. guy. He is that okay. guy, man. All right. So I, I like, by the way, uh, 1984, on this day in 1984, Dwight Gooden made his major league debut. Did Doc. the game. Against the Houston Astros yep. in the old Astro Dome in 1984, his first career strikeout. I saw this video today, and it's a name that was mentioned by the great novelist Harlan Coben when he was on my podcast just getting started um, a couple weeks ago. Because he's a, you know, I didn't know if you knew this about the novelist Harlan Coben. He was a diehard Astros fan who was at Game Four of the '86. NLCS in the old Shea Stadium, rooting for the Astros, who are starting Mike Scott, who, as you know, is a four-letter word in the history of the New York Mets because they thought he, he was doctoring the baseballs right. quite a bit. I heard some trash cans pounding when I was a little yeah, kid. Yeah, well, at any rate, the first career strikeout of, of uh, Dwight Gooden, Dickie Thon. Dickie Thon. Dickie Thon. Man, Doc Gooden was Richard so good. Richard Thon was, uh, was the first career and then, of course, the strikeouts that Dwight Gooden would get from there on out would help create a K-corner that Mike Del Tufo is getting credit for in the uh, archives of the New York Times. 
He was there at his buddy doing the K-Corner. They left early. Mike took it over. That's when the New York Times came up and said, hey, tell us about this K-Corner. you got. <laughs> got to love that And story, so Del Tufo man. is now quoted as a founder of the K-Corner. In the uh, in the annals of the old gray lady, the New York Times. I was looking at the time. It started today. It all started on this day, nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, clearly. I was looking up thirty-six years ago. Doc Gooden's baseball reference before the show today. He has a lot more wins than I thought. One hundred and ninety-four career wins for Doc Gooden. And uh, ready for this? This is this is not fair. What I'm about to do, but it is in my DNA to do this. (laughs) Uh oh. Which team did uh, Dwight Gooden throw his uh, no-hitter for? Here we go. <laughs> uh, let me think. Because, um, you know, he never threw one with the Mets. No, nah, it was another team. I think which, they... which is the team that, that, that hired Dwight Gooden? The same one we won a championship with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> who did, did Daryl Strawberry win his last championship? Let me think. Um, hmm. <laughs> it's uh, another team. They, were, they also wore pinstripes, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, the, the Yankee team needed a bunch of ex-Mets to help get them over that hump in 96. Oh, dude. I mean, Cecil Fielder was a big hitter on that team. Well, he was Wade an ex-Mets. Boggs but... rode on a horseback. Talking David Cohn, Gooden, Strawberry. Put it all together. He had 16 complete games in 1985. His, his 85 season game. is unbelievable. How great was that Yankee team in 1996? Here's how great that Yankee really, team was really in 1996. Because <laughs> you put all it. Jimmy Key was a starting pitcher for for the Yankees in that in that World yeah, Series. I'll, John Wetland was, was, was a closer, yeah. and their lights out reliever to take them from the starter to the guy. closer. The setup the guy, setup guy, who would pitch two innings pretty much every time out was Mariano Rivera. And if the pitcher, if the starter didn't la- could only last five innings, Joe Torre went to Ramiro Mendoza. Oh yeah, Mendoza yes. or Jeff Nelson Jeff and uh, and right. Mike Stanton. Mike Bob, Stanton Bob was Wickman. big. Mike Stanton was big. Bob Wickman. Too. But who? Yeah. So the uh, the the New York Yankees got Dwight Gooden to. Uh, to the glory. Also, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> oh, I despised one, Kenny. Won twelve games for Kenny the Rogers. Team. <laughs> Kenny Rogers was the the Ed Whitson of that team. Like he could not handle the pressure. the 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 nineteen ninety six World Series game in which they came back and Jim Lairitz homered off of, uh, off of Mike Wollers is because Kenny Rogers just absolutely pooped the bed. <laughs> and then. Wow. I remember the 1996 World Series. Yankees lost the first two because Andrew Jones, I think he was just been bar mitzvahed. You know, like he was the youngest. Yeah, he was the youngest player maybe in the history of the World Series to homer. And they they just lit it up. They they crushed the Yankees. And then the Yanks went down and took all three in in Atlanta. And it looked like it wasn't going to work out for them in Atlanta because the the Braves just smoked them in game four. But they came back and then. I was petted out dueling Smoltz in game five to lead to the game six. The highest paid player on that 96 Yankees team. Any guesses? Well, it couldn't have been uh, Derek Jeter, the rookie, and it couldn't have been any of those. The other. um, No. Was it Boggs? It was Ruben Sierra. Ruben Ruben Sierra. High Sierra, (laughs) as Berman would say. Ruben Sierra. Let's not forget, Kenny Rogers also walked walked in the winning, oh, the, the, the losing run, was, however you want to put it, in '99. Kenny Rogers is a four-letter word in the city of New York. With all due respect <laughs> to wherever he is right now, his roaster is great, though. I'm telling no, you, they got some great different Kenny Rogers. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's not him. No, no, it's not. Oh, my bet, my bet. <laughs> no, there was a roaster for him in New York City, and um, <sighs> but yeah, Steinbrenner wasn't one of Steinbrenner's favorites at all. 
Dwight Gooden on this day in 1984. I would take in that poll question. Yeah, yeah. So if you could have one movie pitcher on the mound for Game 7, who gets the ball? Rick Wild Thing Vaughn, Billy Chappell, Nuke Lelouch, or Henry Rowan Gardner? I, I know who I would take. I know who I would take. I'd take Wild Thing. Wild Thing. Early results. With all due respect thing. to everybody else, I'd take the Wild Thing. Come then, close that thing. Mr. Charlie Sheen. Exactly. Just don't throw an off-speed pitch to Altuve. That's the only thing I would expect because he'll just take that right out like he knew it was coming. A high slider. Well, How does anybody that. hit that ball? That out. High, pulled it out. That high outside slider corner. That is insane. Out. out. He yanked it out. How many knocks yanked on the can? It out, but do not touch my jersey. Well, no, then he was getting buzzed. How many? Buzzed. He, he was getting, getting buzzed. That's right. That's right. He Dusty Baker's yeah, like they had to, somebody signaled. Angels fans feeling you. <laughs> Here in Southern California, we didn't talk about it yesterday. Let's just quickly hit it here because we're on the subject matter. Bobby Lashley is going to call in of WWE uh, fame. He's going to be taking on uh, Drew McIntyre on Saturday night here on Peacock in in, uh, uh, WrestleMania. They threw trash cans on the field. Yeah. I mean, I, I do not condone large objects, whether they are inflatable or not, to be thrown on the field of play. And it's that that that's a little bit much. It's a little it's taking it a little too far. But you know, as we all know, last year we fans did not get their chance to personally vent on the Astros. They did. Not. They did not. They did so not. this has now been a year plus in the making, and Dusty Baker basically is told everybody to move on. That everyone here kind of um, served their penance in a way. I don't know about that, to be yeah, very honest I with you. I, I think that now is the time for fans to do it. And guess what? There's a lot of fans who aren't returning to the stadiums this year just yet because they're not comfortable doing so. Or they don't feel like they can get into the stadium. They're not going to do it. This is years to come. This is still coming. This is still coming. And our, our friend of the program, Alex Bregman, probably deep down knows it too. But they're all raking, all of them. All of these Astros have shown higher, up raking in the first week of the season. Right now. So that's the way to shut everybody up is yeah. just keep doing it again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I think Dusty's saying to everyone that this is too much and, you know, enough's enough. We already heard it. Everybody's made – we've all made mistakes in our life. You know, there's a difference between a mistake and being part of something that is long and sustained. This is not a mistake. This was a choice. That's the difference. It's a mistaken choice, but it's not a mistake. Oh, my, my, my mistake, I didn't mean to step on your toe. Oh, my mistake, I didn't mean it to come out that way. My choice, I'm cheating to make sure you don't win. Difference between mistake and choice. Please. That, yes. I, this is not called a mistake. And I know you're doing the buzzer over there, and I have my fun with it, that I still don't believe Jose Altuve literally had a buzzer underneath his, I do. his, his, his jersey. But the whole business it's, it's of a, like, it's no, amazing. no, 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 please. Don't, don't, I just hit one of the most right. amazing home runs. <laughs> don't take my jersey off. Yeah, somebody like, who throws 19,000 miles an hour, but I just took an off-speed pitch straight out. He was like this. And this is the most amazing moment of me to celebrate with my teammates. But please, I'm thinking of how upset my wife will be with me if I take off my jersey we we got to get a better answer (laughs) and this whole thing is a mistake it was a conscious choice buzz buzz so and i love dusty baker 
Two if by land. And he's doing what he has to do. He has to support his guys. And he's got to bottle this up if people are going to go crazy and throw stuff on a field. But, no. Not a mistake. It was a choice. Bobby Lashley, when we come back, that's a choice. You know, we choose to have him on. He chooses to call in. My bad. I didn't mean to call in. My mistake. (laughs) Wrong number. Uh Uh-huh. Coming up here on Peacock. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back to our radio TV simulcast to our radio audience. We just showed an appearance of Dennis Haysbert, the actor who plays um, the great Pedro Serrano in Major League, which hit theaters on this date back in... 89. 89. On this date in... Uh, what year was the Sandlot? That 93. The and Sandlot. then in the 70s, it was on this date that... The Bad News Bears was released. It can't be a coincidence, right? No, of course not, because they're all baseball movies, so you have to have it in a baseball season. So when a movie is put out at a certain time of the year, you can call it that. That's why Die Hard was a summer movie. You take a look at when it was released. Right. Rich, Miracle on 34th Street was released released in the the summer. summer. Come on. It was released in the summer because the way that it was promoted was to make it a surprise that it was about Christmas. And the, the, movie, the movie executive in charge of the film at the time decided the biggest audience was in the summer. didn't matter. They hid the fact that it was about Christmas, Christmas. until it came out. Yep. Read up if you're going to come 
at the king. Yeah. It's I mean, all I'm saying. Yeah, but you guys lose this debate every single year. No, we don't. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show in advance of a huge WrestleMania event. Huge for us here on Peacock because it's going to be streaming live for the first time exclusively on Peacock this Saturday and Sunday, the 10th and the 11th of April. And on night one, part of WrestleMania 37's Monster Cart. This man is going to defend the WWE Championship against former champion Drew McIntyre. He is none other than Bobby Lashley here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Bobby? Hey, I'm fantastic, man. Thanks for joining us here. Do you have any uh, sense of, of is Die Hard a Christmas movie, Bobby? I didn't think we'd go in this direction. We just uh, What do you think, Bobby? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? What do you think? I, 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 I got to say it is. Oh that is, it is. I believe it is. I, I think that Thank they you, they used so much in in it, and, and it, it was around the Christmas time, and everything. There was a lot of Christmas stuff that was involved in the movie. So I have to say, it was a Christmas movie. Well, thanks for joining us, Bobby. I appreciate <laughs> you calling in here. <laughs> How's life for a you movie these days? Christmas time, not a, not a Christmas movie. A movie during Christmas. Time. Well, I guess it's I guess Christmas Day, if you will, is coming for all of us here on Peacock as well as uh, the WWE with WrestleMania 37 being exclusively on peacock how how is everything looking down are you in tampa already at raymond james side of the super bowl in this year's wrestlemania are you ready for this yeah well i'm ready i'm not in tampa yet i'm, I'm actually in denver i just left uh, my last training session before i leave out of the cold and head down to the warm down in tampa but i am i'm definitely ready and I'm ready to get out there and do some business, do some work. Well, I was in that stadium for the Super Bowl, and the fact that there were fans there. Um, how how often have you wrestled? Have you uh, performed in front of fans lately, Bobby? Well, it's. I think the last. It's, it's been a year. It's been about a year. And for us, it, it was kind of challenging because when the pandemic happened, everything got shut down. We were kind of stuck in a building, and we were doing shows with no audience at all for some time. But then we, after that, we, we had the, the Thunderdome and we put the screens up so that they were able to log in and watch us. So then it made it a little different. So it's been okay, but um, we're, we're definitely ready for the fans to get back. Well, and that's going to be again on Peacock coming up this weekend. How does, how does one go from Missouri Valley College to be the NAIA National Wrestling Champion in the 177-pound category as you were to the WWE. Walk me through how you got started on that journey, Bobby. Oh, boy. That was a long journey. Um, I, I, I grew up in Kansas. My dad was in the military, so we were all over the place. I ended up getting a, a scholarship to Missouri Valley. Went up there, and um, and it was I was pretty successful down there. I took fourth as a freshman, and then I won nationals my sophomore, junior, senior year. And 177 went to 184 to 197. And then when I was at the Olympic Training Center after college, I wrestled at 96 kilos, which was 211 pounds. And um, I was pretty successful there. I took second to the World Championships, Military World Championships, and, and represented the United States Army team at um, World Championships and, and for nationals a few years. And then um, Kurt Angle, which was wrestling in the WWE, mm-hmm. came down to Olympic Training Center when I was training. And he and I started talking, and he was like, man, you got a great look. You ever think about doing professional wrestling? I was a big fan of Kurt um, growing up anyway, from high school to college and, and into the WWE. So I was a fan of his, and I already knew Kurt. So it was kind of a big deal that he came to me, but he kind of opened up the door for me to come in. And um, 
to make a long story short, short um, after I met Kurt, I was still at the Olympic Training Center, and I was training to make it to the 2004 Olympics. That was my goal. Mm-hmm. And um, on the way through, after me and Kurt, a few months later, I was in a bank. The bank got robbed. And um, these guys came in shooting. I took a dive down to the ground, split my knee open, ended my amateur wrestling career. Get out of here. And, um, yeah, it, it, I ended my amateur wrestling career <laughs> um, because the, I landed on my knee, exploded my knee, my knee, and I had to get my bursar taken out. My meniscus, um, it just, huge damage. But before that, a couple months before that, Kurt had saw me at the Olympic Training Center. He already passed my number along. So after I had surgery, one of the guys from WWE called me up, and I'm sitting there laying on my couch thinking, I can't believe this happened. You know, 20-something years of amateur wrestling. This is my main goal. These guys come in, shop a bank, ended everything for me. I didn't know what to do. I was like, what next? Sitting on my couch praying. I don't know where I got a call from WWE. They were like, hey, you know, we saw you at the last wrestling tournament. Kurt spoke really highly of you. We want to bring you in for a tryout. And, you know, I thought it was a joke. I thought, this is crazy. I'm on my couch praying, and I don't know where this happens. Um, but then, you know, I, I rushed my rehab and got through, went down to the tryout, didn't tell them nothing about um, my knee or anything like that. I wanted to keep that completely quiet. Sure. Because um, I didn't want them to cut it out or not give me an opportunity because of the knee. So I didn't say anything. <laughs> so I had to rehab like crazy. And and then I was able to go to the tryout. And I was able to take it to the tryout. I looked good at the tryout. They liked me at the tryout. So they offered me a contract. So um, from then, it was all history. You know, I came through. And I always tell people, you know, when I when I got to WWE, WWE has been my Olympic gold medal. This WWE championship was my Olympic gold medal because it's at the top. And that's where I wanted to get. And that's where I trained my whole life for. So when I got into WWE, I just, you know, just busted my butt for years and stayed on the grind. And finally, I won the WWE Championship. And finally, I get to main event WrestleMania. Um, 14 years or 17 years since that date of the bank robbery. No kidding. So, yeah. I mean, I, I really skimmed through the story. The story is really elaborate, but I didn't want to go into too much. No, but my gosh, I think. Story. Well, let's just say you but, you 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 hit the the important details, Bobby. I mean, Bobby Lashley here on the Rich Eisen show. So you're saying it's a combination of of hard work, determination to succeed in amateur wrestling, a chance encounter yeah. with Kurt Angle, Angle and then yeah. then a random moment in time in which your life was on the line because you walked in a ba- into a bank at the wrong place at the wrong time. And yeah. altogether, that's okay. part of the reason why we're going to watch you go against Drew McIntyre in WrestleMania 37 on Peacock Saturday night, essentially. <laughs> it's destiny, man. It was destiny. Wow. Was destiny. I, mean, I, I remember laying in the bank. I remember laying down on the floor. Because uh, what happened, these guys came into the bank, kicked the door down, I was in the I was in the back of the line, and all the tellers were facing the door, and I'm facing the tellers. So when they kicked the door open, the guy automatically went shooting, which was unfortunately right towards the back of my head. But because everybody was screaming because these guys were breaking through the door, I had turned my head to turn around. So the bullet essentially went right over my shoulder into the wall, and when I went when I saw them, I took a dive down to the ground. 
So I'm laying down on the ground thinking, <laughs> what is going on? You know, I was thinking, and, and it, what, used to, what went through my mind over and over again, it was like, it, this is not the way it's supposed to end. You know, I kept thinking that over and over again. I'm completely vulnerable laying on my stomach on a bank when it's getting robbed. And all I was thinking is, man, this is not how it's supposed to end. And remarkably, so, it's it, it, it was a beginning of... of <laughs> A remarkable ascent, you know, not just physically off the ground, but essentially to superstardom here with the WWE. I've got Bobby Lashley here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Let's uh, stick in the here and now. Can we can we stir something up with Drew McIntyre? You want to talk some <laughs> crap, smack, whatever you want oh, to do absolutely. here? What do we got here what, what, for Saturday <laughs> oh, night? Something that we could we could throw on a bulletin board or something like that. What do you got for me, Bobby? <laughs> well, you know, me and Drew have history, you know. I've beaten Drew down every chance that I've gotten. He's got a little bit on me, but it hasn't been the mauling that I've put on him at several different times. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This is one thing that I can say. Everybody in the wrestling business, when they get on top, they look at the guys that they can have, like, this, I want to have a cool match with. That's how it's been lately. I want to have a cool match with him because that guy's really good. You know, I came back into wrestling after some time off, and I, and I formed a faction called the Herb Business. Yes, sir. And Herbins is a group of guys that, that, that had the potential to be on top but didn't want to play the politics, didn't want to play the PC stuff, just wanted to go out and beat people up. And that's what we've been doing this entire year. So um, this is destiny for me, uh, main event WrestleMania. So Drew is just merely a stepping stone for me. He's a great champion. And I think Drew is going to go down to history as probably one of the greatest WWE champions in history. However... <laughs> Right now, I'm I'm just a different breed. Right now, I'm I'm completely unstoppable. Right now, T.J. Jefferson, Rich Eisen show social media grandmaster and uh, wrestling aficionado. Uh, I give the floor to you. Uh, you asked a question of Drew when he was here the last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give you the floor for a question of Bobby Lashley. Go for it, T.J. What up, champ? Not too much. Well, so I, I have two questions for you, Bobby. Uh, one. You know, my buddy Joey Granite spent some time with you in Columbia, and he had nothing but great. He had nothing but great things to say about you, and uh, he told me yeah, to yeah. tell you what up. Uh, two, yeah. y- you mentioned the hurt business, Bobby, and we just yeah. on screen posted a, a tweet from MVP that basically said the you and he are the hurt business, and they're always looking for talented applicants have the day you deserve. And I'm sitting here, Bobby, and I just want to kind of pitch myself to you as a member of the Hurt Business. Wearing I'm, a T-shirt. I, I, have your, I have the Hurt Business T-shirt right now, live on Peacock, <laughs> out to millions and millions of, of watchers, Bobby. And you know, my thing is, bro, like, you're on TV for three hours a day on Monday, and then you have all the other championship stuff that you need to do. But here I am, Bobby, 15 hours a day unscripted that I could preach the gospel of the yes. Hurt Business for you guys. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying is if you're, if you're looking for that applicant, I can be your guy. And as a matter of fact, I, you know, I, I took Ooh, the shoot I, your shot, I took it upon myself shoot it, shoot to, it. to put up some uh, photo shops. Of, oh, yes. And then you see there's me, you, and MVP. Yes. Uh, Look at you know, I, and actually, I, I DM'd you <laughs> to your Instagram so you can see these pictures. You know, me and the Hurt Business. And also, Bobby, the Hurt Business is all about the gold, right? You're a champion. You're all about money and and, and championships, correct? YOLO, TJ. YOLO. Yes, YOLO. So I want to say this, Bobby. uh, On on this uh, website, Wrestle Rumble, on Instagram last year, I won every single NXT title. 
eight of them, Bobby. So I'm draped in gold myself. I got the NXT Heavyweight Championship over here. And there's me, you, and MVP, me with my eight NXT belts. I got the NXT heavy, Men's Heavyweight, the Women's Heavyweight, Bobby. I got the Cruiserweight. I have the North American. I got the Tag Team. I have the UK Men's and Women's. Ask him the question. Do it. So, Bobby Lashley, what I'm saying is if you need someone for the Hurt Business, I think I'm your guy. And I want to put pressure on you. I'm going to ask you for a slow yes instead of a quick no. That's all I'm saying. Wow, wow. That, that, was a, that was a hell of a pitch. You know what? I, I usually typically tell people because people usually pit those pitches at the wrong time. I'm in the middle of an interview right now, so it's personal time. If you call me on my business, <laughs> we can talk business. All right, so I can give all that package. Call me on my other line, my business line. We can sit down. We can have a discussion about it. I'd like but, that. Um, right off the bat, I got to say your pitch was was quite impressive. Thank you, sir. And we're always looking for people that that like to strive for that gold. So I will definitely keep you in mind. So when you do call me on my business line, then we can discuss this. You're all about business. I'm with you. I'm well, all about business. Well, and one, and one more thing. Let me just quickly jump in here. Bobby, he is trying to help brand you. This is kind of business in a way. Yeah. This is your personal time, but he's helping brand you on this show. I'm, wow. and, I, and as the man whose name is on the show. He's got his name on coffee cups, Bobby. I, I, I'm more than happy to lend this platform to TJ on behalf of joining your Hurt business. <laughs> so wow. I, I, I'm, I'm now, if you will, coming in top rope okay. on top. <laughs> To try and pin this thing down for you, TJ. I appreciate that. What, just what, just something to think about, Bobby. Just something what do you to think, think about. Man, well, I got I to tell you, with a reference like that, um, um, I think we might be able to do I, I got to give MVP a call, but I'm sure he'll probably be on the more positive side. Like, and I think we might be able to do some business. All right. Like I said, I know we got to run it by P, but I'm okay. <laughs> And one last thing, Bobby. Oh, gosh. One last thing just I do want I just want to ask you this question about there's a guy that all of us want to see you in the ring with, and it's Brock Lesnar. And I'm just wondering, yeah. even if it doesn't happen in the WWE ring, are you willing to take that to Dana White or Scott Coker and we could see this in the UFC or Ooh. Bellator cage? You and Brock Lesnar. I don't, I don't really think that it's a case of, of finding a, a venue to do it because – I'm sure Vince would. I'm sure Scott would. I'm sure Dana would. I'm sure anybody would want to host that fight. It's just Brock. It's him. It's him. I'm prepared. I'm ready. Um, his Brock and, and his um, his people, um, whenever they think that it's, it's necessary, whenever they think it's a big enough deal, then I think that they will go and step up. And I think at that point, um, it'll happen. I'm, I'm sure, you know, right now my loyalty is to the WWE, but um, I'm a fighter. I've been a fighter my entire life, so I don't care where it is. I just think it needs to happen for the fans. So um, I think that's the question that you need to pose towards Brock because I think that um, if he says yes, we can do it anywhere. Nice. Bobby, thanks for the time. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's do this more often, and um, congrats on all your success, and best of luck this weekend on, on WrestleMania. We'll be watching right here on Peacock. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. You got it. Safe journey. That's uh, Bobby Lashley, at Fight Bobby on Twitter, at Bobby Lashley on Instagram. What a story. What Ooh. a night it will be on Saturday night. That's just the first night of the two-day WrestleMania 37 event that's going down at Raymond James Stadium. Super Bowl 55. Now here comes WrestleMania 37 exclusively right here on Peacock. 
So what was that? Uh, uh, a maybe? Call me on my business line? It's the hurt business, you yeah. know. It wasn't a no. Is that was that a Drake line? Call, a call no. me on my cell phone. <laughs> Is that what that was? Nice. It was, it was a slow yes instead of a quick no, and that's what. So I was. so, who else is in the hurt business? Right now, it's just MVP and Bob. I know you, you know? want in. So um, they they removed two other guys from the business. Oh, so there's and, openings. So there's openings. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> As you saw, MVP said, "Yeah, you know, they're hiring qualified applicant." <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anybody shoot their shot like this since uh, right? Emmanuel Shrieky was here for Del Tufo. Hey now. Look at me with all the gold, though. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show in a moment. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. We're back here. So, Mike, your your new boat is bigger. Uh, it's bigger, bigger and better. Just in case you you run into a Jaws, right? No, so I could stay over at Catalina. I could okay, go and great. spend the weekend. Um, okay, and so you'd go yeah. there, right? Very good. <laughs> yep. Um, and that new boat is arriving when? Probably 30 days from now, give okay. or take. It's and not, this boat is named, right, already? It's named already because someone owned it, and I'm buying it used. Okay. I'm like the first boat I bought. Which, okay, which was built just custom-made just for you. Just so everybody knows. Yes. My first boat is yes. what they call a fish cruiser boat. Okay. You don't have to name those. Pleasure boats are what you name. Okay. Not every fishing boat that's small gets named. Okay. So that's so why anyway, I don't so have to. Name what's the boat. name that's coming on the boat that oh, you're no, going to yank off? I'm not telling you guys because it's what? No, <laughs> come you on. You're just about to, and I just why? No, I can't, it's why because security I don't just, reasons. Yes, I can't say it out loud yet. I don't want to jinx myself. Where'd you buy it from? Let's put it this way: here no, in Los Angeles. Yeah, man, who knows? Where'd you buy it here from Los Angeles? It might be around here somewhere. Okay, Long so Beach. just at, okay, Long Beach. So. Chris, can you look up to see who owns Two Pump Chump in Long Beach? <laughs> it's Three Pump Chump now. <laughs> he upgraded. I'm upgraded. I don't know why that joke. It's, it's so never childish. Not gonna be funny. It's so childish. It's, it's like, so beneath us. It's so it, not. It, it, well, it's, it's no, so, it's it's not. A, it, we're, we are above that. 
Yeah. No, you're not. You know not. what I mean? We're, we're not are above we a lot. We're, we're no. above that. I don't think so. Nope. I don't believe. Well, I don't think. Every time I hear it, I think. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's, it's, it's like how Belichick has to update his boat with each ring he wins. Each ring. He's got to update his boat with each pump. Each yes. Yes. <laughs> By the time I'm done, hopefully I'll be up to five or six. So Belichick is at eight pumps <laughs> right now. Well, I mean, well, for no, no, no. <laughs> You guys <laughs> literally are morons. You guys are morons. Like when Rich this says, year, this you're year, hey, it's now four pump jump. I uh, see pump, here, pump. I can shut. You guys are morons. I just shut all your mics Oh, Mike, say, come on. It'll, be, no, it'll be up to five pump jump, and then it'll change it to little blue pill, and then it'll be the end of it. <laughs> you love when I work this way. Wow. It, I, it's my wow. favorite Rich wow. Eisen. Eisen after dark Brockman, let's go. I understand. Jeez. Mike, come on. No, I'm kidding. But you are going to name your <laughs> no, boat Mama I D? I have to rename this boat because yes. it's a pleasure. Correct. So, so you will, you're going to name Mama it Mama D? D? I okay, have to. There you go. It's for my oh, mother, That's man. a beautiful name. Yeah. I love I that. I like that. Yeah. Mama I like D. that for a boat. There goes Mama D. Mama D. Mama D. They do that in New Jersey for the fishing boats in Manasquan where I used to go down the shore. Right. That's the, all the boats are named after women. Okay. And boats theoretically. Yes. In, in theory. Are she's, right? Are she's. Correct. Exactly. Like, like cars. cars. Yep. Jinx. Jinx. Like so why'd Mary. you name your car Stugatz then? Just <laughs> back in the day. Well, because it was the same. I had the same uh, model of Chevy Tahoe that Tony, Tony had in season, in season one. Of, Supra of the Sopranos. Of Sopranos. Which I just started watching again last night. So then oh, I just so named it because Stugatz was Tony's boat, and I just thought it was cool. I haven't mm. watched the Sopranos in a long time. I just started rewatching it. I'm up to four I'm going to start. Season, I don't have the luxury uh, uh, of rewatching anything. Oh, so good. Your time is kind of at a premium right yeah. now. Right? There's so, also too much stuff that, personally, that I haven't seen. So to rewatch something, that's valuable real estate. Can I explain I to you what happened? Can I explain to you what happened last <laughs> night? Because you know, Susie's out of town, as you no. know. Yeah, Daddy Daycare is going on. Okay, that's right, Daddy. So Daycare. just real quick, uh, explain to you. Uh, so I'm trying to catch up on Ozark. Literally, I'm. I'm. So you're far not. Behind. Oh. Can you talk about rewatching shows? I, I'd love to. You know, well, the only thing that I've rewatched lately is Susie and I sometimes binge 30 Rock right here on Peacock because yeah. it's just funny. The, the, Me too. You need a laugh. No, I, you want to oh laugh. I mean, it's consistent, multiple laughs per episode. Agreed. And that's our choice. You can. There's so many great rewatchable, re binge worthy sitcoms here on, on Peacock from Cheers all the way to The Office and obviously 30 Rock. But I'm trying to catch up on Ozark because Susie's far behind. And I'm going to try and do that while she's out of town. Kids finally go to sleep. Uh, my my youngest boy comes in, saying that he's he's afraid of the grasshoppers that are in the backyard. He can hear them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's part of. It. He lists. God bless him. He comes in. He goes four things, Dad. You know, as he's blinking, four, he's four, adorable. What time is this, Rich? Ten thirty at night. Oh okay. my gosh, I was long asleep. Blinking. You know. Four things. One of them on the list is mom's not here. And I'm like, but I'm here. <laughs> Best dad ever. Like, how is mom not being here disturbing your, your rest? I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Susie's a comfort. <laughs> I'm here. I'm Mosley. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know, Mosley. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> so I, I do my best to, you know, and plus he said he, he Googled that grasshoppers sometimes bite humans. And I'm like, grasshoppers are very, don't even look it up, Chris. All right. <laughs> And then he finally goes to sleep about four hours later. Stop. Four <laughs> hours later, my daughter comes in. She's had a bad dream. 
You said four hours later? Four hours, like, later. like three in the morning. Oh, I don't know oh, what God. time it is because I don't want to look at my phone. The blue light might wake me up. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah, looking at my look phone that. for a yeah. time. We don't have a, that, yep. So she goes to sleep. And then um, my, my oldest, who never wakes up, oh. he says that he was waking up. He feels like a pain in his chest. Is oh. there something that's wrong with him? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my is he Google WebMD or something? Oh, my I God. don't know. All three of them came in. And 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 it's crazy that I'm I'm trying to get through all this right, and uh, it's all good. Best dad ever. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't binge a damn thing. Nope. Except binging, getting kids back to sleep. <laughs> I'm not go- rewatching anything. Google that. <laughs> but here's the fascinating thing: every single kid that I just mentioned. Had a better bracket than Chris Brown. <laughs> that was a long way to go oh, for that. Oh, my God. We talked about it at dinner. We talked about dinner last night. Xander says to me, make sure you mention that, right, Dad, to, uh, to Chris. I'm like, oh, that's already been done. But there you go. I, I promised my children I would mention well, it at least hey, today. And for the kids. <laughs> Now Chris will be calling me at four in the morning. I can't okay. sleep. I lost all I your kids. Sleep. I lost your kids. I'm wearing clown makeup. Like I'm a clown. You? <laughs> you do. Bubba Wallace and Daryl Morey, hour number three, oh. coming up on the Rich Eisen Show.